Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. We've got a friend of the show back and a very good friend of mine, Cac Young is back, and I should say Dr. Cac Young to be formal. And we're going to be talking about her latest book, and that is My First Autobiography, From the Street Life to the Sweet Life by Spirit the cat. And folks, for all you cat lovers, this is definitely a show for you. And even if you're not particular to um, cats, guess what? There's a lot of information shared that's going to be useful because kitties are very resilient. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's holding you back. But you guys know I always ask the question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is um, belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the box along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I'm the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. And folks, if you're enjoying the Get Over It podcast, please subscribe. Um, the authors would appreciate it, and so would I. My guest today, Kak Young, has been a Hollywood producer, and in that uh, industry for over 25 years. She's earned her PhD in natural health and a doctorate in uh, naturopathy. She has completed over 36 courses in nutrition at Baylor University. And the people that are attracted to her are people who come for advice on health, nutrition, and spiritual well-being. And folks, I can tell you firsthand, she's helped me tremendously. And it's amazing the tools and tips that she shares and how they actually do work. So if you're looking for healing that works, she's your um, person to call. Um, Using her third doctoral degree in clinical hypnotherapy, she helps people manage weight control and stop that interesting habit of smoking. Um, She also works with behavior modification, stress reduction, past life regression, and phobia management. Um, She has a monthly podcast called The Art of Healing, and you can check her out at her website, and that is kakyoung.com, K-A-C-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Welcome back, Kak. Thank you, Monique. And I was really, uh, you know, enjoying listening to you uh, just do your introduction. You are so entertaining and fun. I, I'm keeping it real. That's what I love the most about you is that you do. You keep it real. And it's so important these days. 
well, thank you, first of all. And yeah, you know, um, in corporate America, I always um, was chastised for keeping it real. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I left that BS, and that's bullshit on that one, and came out to my own. So your book, My First Autobiography, From the Street to the Sweet Life, by Spirit the Cat, you know, how um, darling and entertaining. And what I what struck me with this is my sister who moved out to Modesto with her um, partner, he took in some um, two feral cats and one cat looks exactly like Spirit and it was a street cat. So it had to adapt to, you know, like human life or inside life. And the parallels are so interesting. So why this book and why now? Because I know you have another cat book and it's um what natural healing for cats? The yes, cat's yes. Box flower. Yeah. And I also have the one minute cat manager. So, yes. but I, you know, I know it's not polite to correct the host of the of the podcast, but you can correct me anytime. <laughs> Spirit wrote this book. The book is by Spirit the Cat. I mm -hmm. was merely the typist. Okay. So, so tell us, um, you know, spirit had a pretty interesting um, life coming into being. So what happened? Give us, you know, spirit's backstory. Well, um, well, I'll back up just a little tiny bit and tell you that uh -huh. three of my older cats, they were all 15 and 16. They passed away uh, uh, a year ago in the fall. Uh, they all got uh, just various different old age diseases and they passed away. So losing three cats was really, uh, you know, a terrible thing. So around uh -huh. Christmas, I started looking for another cat to adopt. I still had Socrates. He's an older ragdoll, but we thought let's get, you know, a new kitty in here and, and just enjoy that. So I started looking around and I found on a website called Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats, I found this little face of Spirit the Cat and I went, oh my goodness, that's that's the boy. So mm -hmm. we ap applied for him and we picked him up on January 6th of 2021. So oh my goodness. Yes. And <laughs> Kitty Bungalow is a uh, excuse me, located in South Central Los Angeles. And it's uh, it's a very intense area of the city. There mm -hmm. are a lot of stray cats. There are a lot of feral cats. And this and Kitty Bungalow does amazing work. So we drove downtown Los Angeles, picked him up at 11 o'clock in the morning and brought him home to Ventura. Well, that's when the fun started. He's a very active cat. He was he was in Kitty Bungalow until they checked him out and got him his shots and neutered him. So he was there a couple of months. Um, then he was in foster care for a little bit of time. So he had been socialized a little bit. Well, he uh -huh. came to this house and said, oh, no, thank you. I... <laughs> I do not wish to be confined. And so what I know about introducing cats to each other is that you try to put one in one room and one in another room and you let them play with each other under the door and touch paws and get used to their sounds and their smells. And then you integrate them, but one by one. And another thing to do is when you have a, a new 
uh, guest in your home is to take them into each room, one room at a time. So it's going to take you a little bit of time, but when Kitty can orient to each different room and get the various smells, then that's going to help the cat adjust to your environment. Um, and that's always handy. That also works for dogs uh, as well. Any kind of an uh -huh. animal into a new environment, take it at their pace. Um, so the kitty was here and the kitty, we put the kitty in a, in a very large, nice bathroom and said, okay, you get used to this here and the sounds and everything. And, and we'll just do it day by day. Well, first night, the kitty tore the place apart and knocked over everything on the counter and put the towels in the toilet and <laughs> upended the shower and knocked over all the shampoo bottles. It looked like a hurricane had come through. So mm -hmm. well, we said, oh, okay, all right. Uh, we put all of that back together and said, now, Kitty, you're fine. And Kitty was crouched under the uh, under the cabinet and, or behind the toilet. Kitty wanted nothing to do with anybody. So it took uh, about 10 days for him to calm down enough, let us actually pet him, talk to him. And uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, he was the most difficult cat I have ever had. Usually it's a day or two and then they'll let you pet them. And, uh -huh. you know, you, you are the supplier of their food. So they really like you for that. Uh, this was a completely different uh, experience. And so I would spend time in there talking to him and saying, all right, spirit, what, what do you want? What can we do for you? And one thing, you know, new owners can do is, um, or new caregivers is get down on your hands and knees and look around the environment as if you were a cat or a dog. Mm, okay. And when you do that, you can see what they see. You can see that how big things are, how uh, scary things might be, how mm -hmm. enticing other things might be. Um, so you want to really become them if you can for a moment and then see the, the world through their eyes. It really helps a lot. And spirit, um, he was once he came out of that bathroom, he really took command of the entire house and he it was his. <laughs> if he wanted to rearrange a room, he did. If he wanted things down off of a shelf because he wanted to be on the shelf, he did that. And uh -huh. so we, I constantly had to interact with him and talk to him. And with a cat, you never want to say, you know, really, no, you don't want to shake rattly cans at them. You don't want to upset their emotional life because cats have a very strong emotional life and you don't want them reactive. I wanted him to be cooperative. Now, some people will call me crazy, but we would have conversations and he would he literally spoke to me. And that's when I began typing. I said, all right, well, here's this very strong personality, little bitty kitty, cute as can be, sweet uh -huh. face, big, beautiful golden eyes looking at me with intensity. And so I just started to type out our little experiences. And he, well, he, he lived up to his name. He is spirit personified. 
Mm, what a beautiful story. You know, um, you talk about South Central, and for those of you who don't know, um, South Central is also known as the hood. It's a very interesting neighborhood to live in, and you've got to be on your P's and Q's. And in the story, she talks about how the cat survived in South Central, and then the mama cat went away, and then the three babies had nothing but each other to depend on. It is it's heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, but very interesting because it's a story of survival. And from the cat, at least what I picked up reading the book, it was about survival and being in the flow of trusting spirits. So can you tell us more about that, Cat? Trusting spirit that everything will work out? Sure. And he is a great teacher that way because in his early life, nothing was easy. You know, he has big trucks to deal with and uh, firecrackers and the noise of a very busy urban center. And mm -hmm. with the mother gone, these kitties had to survive on their own. And we don't know if the mother was killed. We don't know much about it, but this is, you know, this is who he was. And he and his uh, siblings had to figure things out. And it was interesting because he had to learn how to trust. And then when he did trust, they put him in a cage, but the cage was a good thing. He didn't quite know that uh -huh. because of course it was restrictive, but right. that's when he got to Kitty Bungalow. And that's when he had to learn how to be inside other cats and share. And those were some new concepts to him. And he, you know, he was itto bitty. He was only two months old when they found him. So he was oh a itto bitty kitty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was out there and, you know, it's, it's huge. There's just a lot going on on these big, uh, very busy boulevards and freeways. And uh, it, it's a very treacherous place. The fact that he survived was amazing. And the fact that they found him, and his siblings and got them into shelter. So uh, he he learned his things and, and then he came here and now he had to learn a different life. He had to learn how to cooperate instead of dominate. Although <laughs> <laughs> I think he dominates. <laughs> yeah, but with permission, he dominates with permission because he's very, very entertaining. So it, so in the book, um, he and I just had this interaction and it was very, very intense in a good way. And I just began to write the stories down and literally he would sit beside me and we would do these stories. And uh, it's, you're constantly negotiating with spirit. He's always one step ahead of you. But then when I took the time to talk to him and to work things out, I mean, I swear he understands English. He, you it's ask him to go out of the office with you, leave the office so that he doesn't destroy it. He comes, mm -hmm. you know, he, he now minds because he knows it's in his best interest. And it's, uh -huh. it's been the most remarkable journey. And in, in the book, I have to tell you the, the proceeds go to benefit Kitty Bungalow. So okay. What we have wanted to do, he and I, is give back to the place that gave him life and gave, you know, gave. Uh, uh -huh. Saved his life. Yes, saved <laughs> yeah. his life. And so all the proceeds go to Kitty Bungalow because they do amazing, amazing work. And they're lovely people. And uh, so anyway, they can use all the help they can get. So we're trying to help. But he, um, 
he likes to investigate different things. He likes to know what's going on. It isn't from a point of control. It's curiosity, but it's like a distant curiosity as if he's figuring things out. Sometimes I'll just watch him look at a room and where his eyes go and what he's doing. He's got this incredible mind. Now, you know, whether or not we're communicating with, you know, someone that's reincarnated in this cat suit, or uh-huh. if there are, you know, other, other ways of communication from the fourth and fifth dimension, lots of people have a lot of theories about this. And, and I don't know, I just know that he's, you know, a kitty who's really wonderful and he's just turned one and we just celebrated our mm-hmm. first anniversary together. Oh, yeah, on January 6th, we had our first anniversary together. It, it's a memorable date for a lot of people and certainly for us. Um, so, but his, the people who have uh, purchased the book and, you know, some people, I had a friend who bought five of them for their grandchildren for Christmas mm-hmm. and they fall in love with the book. The adults fall in love with the book. It's remarkable. And people come back and buy the book and say, well, I'm going to give it to my adult friend. It's, uh, it, it turned out to be charming. Spirit is charming. And so he really had stories and and he turns things around just when you're thinking something's going to go one way it goes another and Mm -hmm. and people i've seen kids fall over laughing at what spirit does because he's um he's not predictable and it's really kind of fun and i tell you i didn't I didn't write this. This cat sat here and wrote it and I typed it out. Um, that's all. And then we have uh, we have uh, someone corrected for us. But other than that, spell checking and mm-hmm. we're we're all set. And he's that's writing it. his second one now. And this is this one is going to be called Spiritude, my second mm-hmm. autobiography. Okay. Well, you know, we got after that, but there's seven more because cats have nine lives. What I I enjoyed about the book is that spirit's experience mirrors a human experience because spirit is a live sentient being. It's just in the form of a cat. And, you know, what touched me was when his brother Arthur left and he was I mean, he was heartbroken in a sense, it, it felt. And, you know, um, and then I think, well, he had a sister, Gracie, too, right? I believe. Gracie, I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, they had a bond and then that bond was broken. And, you know, it reminded me of the time when my dog, um, Sadie, was born here in my home and <clears throat> by um, uh, my, one of my kids' friend's dog. And, you know, the puppies were sold or given away and the dog would look for the babies for about a week, two weeks afterwards. And it seemed like Spirit was reaching out to um, Arthur and, you know, like, where are you? Come help me, come be with me. And then uh, I believe you had a cat that was getting ready to make its transition. So there was actually a conversation about the Rainbow Bridge. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Right, right. Well, there, the Merlin, uh, who was a girl, Merlin, L-Y-N-N, was uh, still living here. The other three cats had, had passed away. And Merlin all of a sudden took a turn for um, the worst. She, she had been a stray. We, I've always adopted strays. Um, 
or feral cats that have been rescued. And Merlin was having uh, so all of a sudden some, some problems and we had taken her to the vet and she was on some medication. But one day she just kind of uh, snapped and we knew that it was towards the end. So I didn't want Spirit to wonder where the cat had gone, like he had lost his brother, Albert. He, uh-huh. uh, so I wanted to um, kind of bring him into the process, if you will. So I was sat down and chatted with him and explained to him that the Rainbow Bridge is a place where cats go, cats and dogs go, um, to have another life, to have a better life when all of a sudden their body isn't working or they, you know, the, something has overcome them. And I didn't want him to be surprised or shocked that she was gone. So um, we had to pick a day and uh, we took her down and uh, and came back. And, and I could see that spirit missed her. He, he definitely, she wasn't in her normal basket. She wasn't in her normal place. And he did wander around. But I do think it was a little bit easier for him because we had spoken about this process prior to Merlin departing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's just amazing how, you know, they have a, with that sixth sense, as we like to call it, how they can tune in and they just know. And that's why I thoroughly believe you when you say that spirit wrote the book, because the animals do communicate with us if we're willing to listen. Uh, Kak, what do you think is the biggest lesson that spirit has to share for children and then adults? I think it's when you you have to or he had to decide he had to somehow make a change that his way wasn't the only way that now he was in a situation where he had to participate with, uh, you know, at when he first came two cats and two dogs and and uh, two adults and he had to that had to change from where he was on the streets when he was, you know, kingpin. I mean, I'm not sure who dominated him or Albert or Gracie, but I think it was probably spirit. Um, And so he had to learn cooperation and that was hard for him because he was king of the heap out there and working with and and understanding that you can't hit the dog on the head when you want to. Not without consequences. That's right. And and that you, you know, you, you have to share with the other kitties. And even if we give them separate bowls, you can't push them out of the way. So there were a lot of learning curves and he, you know, he had to extract that learning curve from betrayal and harm and understand that this is a new life. So that's why uh, the subtitle is from street life to the sweet life. He had to learn that learning curve of how you live, you know, in a, in a domicile with other beings and that they have rights too. So that was kind of interesting. It wasn't, it didn't all belong to him, whereas the outside did for as, as big as his little patch of the world was. Mm -hmm. Well, you just celebrated your one year, I'm going to call it Anna birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Anna birthday. Had a birthday with spirit. What is the greatest lesson that he has taught you? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, patience, uh, never give up, uh, that anything can be tamed really, unless it has a physical problem that it takes time. It takes a lot of humility to allow that other person being creature to have its own space and its own reality and to respect that. And I think working through those things, um, he taught me how to become a really good caregiver and one who is truly that a care giver that my, you know, a lot of people think they are owners of animals, but the truth is uh, we are, we may have dominion over animals, but what dominion means in ancient Aramaic is leadership is guardianship. So Uh we will, uh, we are in charge of them, uh, but only so much as we take care of them. So I would much rather change that the, you know, the biblical reference to uh, we have, we are assigned as caregivers of the animals on the planet and the planet itself. So that's how I feel. And, and mm-hmm. I think these little beings teach us that day by day, if we let them, because they otherwise they'll go off in their own little territory. They're just fine without us, except for the food and, and medical care. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, when we interact with them, the, we have an emotional interaction and interdependence on each other. And we check on each other. It's really kind of fun. Um, I need to know where he is for a sense of safety for him, as uh-huh. well as he checks on me to see how I am too. It's really kind <laughs> of cute. We're kind of like little old ladies that way. You know? um, it works out that the love, the care, it goes both ways, right? It does. It does. And I think there is definitely a connection. There's very definite things. I mean, I can, I can reason with him about doing certain things. He was, he had a, a penchant for tearing up rolls of paper towels. So if I would have a mm-hmm. paper towel out, uh, you know, in a particular room to pick up spills or whatever, he would think that it was his. And so he would take that paper towel and he would roll and he would chew it up and tear up the paper and run with it. And it would be all over the halls and down the stairs. And he just had a great time with that. So after Mm -hmm. about two weeks of this, I said, spirit, first of all, we don't want to waste this paper. And once you're done with it, I really can't use these. These have been chewed through and gnawed. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you one roll of paper towels and you can do whatever you want with it. I'm going to roll it back up and then you can use that again. But we Mm -hmm. don't want to waste them for the sake of the planet and for the sake of mommy's pocketbook. You know, we're going to do that. So, um, and that's what we would negotiate. And he's fine with it. He gets his roll of paper Mm -hmm. towels and he runs and plays and chews and does what, and then, and then he's done. Then it rolls up and he doesn't touch it for another few days. So that's the kind of stuff that we negotiated. That's really, mm-hmm. you know, it's hilarious when you talk about it, but it, it works in a household because he's, he can be a kind of a wild guy at times. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, talking about wild guy who won the war of wearing the leash to go outside you or spirit. <laughs> Well, when there's treats at the end of it, when there's Mm. something the spirit wants to do at the end of it, um, 
well, let's just say that spirit won. Um, but I now have the ability to put a leash on him if I need to. I'm not big for taking an, a cats out into the world and having them walk. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that they can get in trouble with out there. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of FIP and there's all kinds of other stuff and germs in this environment. So I, but if I ever need to take him on a leash, I mean, you know, and we've told the story before and in 2017, we had 11 minutes to leave the house because of the Thomas uh-huh. fire. And, uh-huh. you know, we all had to evacuate. And if, if a cage is not handy, I can snap that leash on him and and save my cat's life. So that was a way of doing that. I, I, you know, we're not going to um, walk down the promenade with our Easter bonnets. We're going to just have that as a safety thing or sometime when I really need to do that for his safety. Um, and and it's then he's not foreign to it. It doesn't scare him in a in a situation like that where, uh-huh. where you know emotions are amplified you don't need to also bring terror into it for the cat so i wanted him familiar with the leash but and so it, he is <laughs> you know he is and that, uh-huh. that's a good thing and and i think the other thing that was fun is is i knew about um and have written about the feel away collars that you can put on cats that gives a calming pheromone and that allows them to relax. So I did that for him when he was still in the in the porcelain in his porcelain palace for the first ten uh-huh. days. Is that I put the feel away collar around him, and then we have a little plug in of the feel away product, and it was helpful because he was surrounded by feelings of comfort and feelings of uh, security. And that's mm-hmm. that's what his body generated for him naturally based on the aromas that are in the feel away collar. So I liked that for him and he wore it for I kept changing them out every three to four months and he wore it for about a year and then he didn't need it anymore. Occasionally, mm. if there's a lot of noise or construction or big trucks or if there's something going on in the neighborhood, I'll spray a little feel away you know, in the bedroom or in his secret hiding place so that he can go there and relax a little bit. So those are Mm -hmm. tools that can help the cats emotionally cope with what's going on for them. Okay. Well, I I want to share one story. We're almost out of time, but I want to share one story or have you share one story. And this is about the name change. Now, I have a dog and her name is Sadie Mae. And I just call her Sadie or Sades. And if she's doing something I don't like and I tell her, like, Sadie, don't do that, she may keep on doing it like 99% of the time. But if I say Sadie Mae Chapman, Everything stops just like a human kid. (laughs) (laughs) And your spirit thought he had a name change (laughs) called damn it spirit. (laughs) So tell us about that. (laughs) Damn it spirit. Mother. Well, he calls me Mombly because he, Mm -hmm. he knows he has a mother. So he calls her mom, even though she was only with him a couple of months. And he decided that I would be Mombly. Now, you know, that's what he picked and I'm fine. So I'm mombly, but yeah, I would say to him, damn it, spirit, stop that. And he said, mombly, did you change my name? And I said, 
No, no, that's more like an adjective or a modifier. But yeah, no. Okay. So what I got to learn there is don't do that. You know, yeah, you don't, mm-hmm. don't do that. Just be more completely positive. And the more positive I am with him, the better off we are. If I want to get him out of some situation that he's doing that I don't want him to do, I'll just merely distract him and I'll distract mm-hmm. him something he likes one of his toys one of his mice so he's he's mice crazy he's like those he loves those little mice he's got about 30 of them doesn't he oh yeah he's got a million yeah he does and we find them everywhere he puts them in my closet so i have to go there three or four times a day open the closet door and then get the mice out and that's his game mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Molly, i got you anyway he's just he's mm-hmm. fun and like play so what you do is you distract the cat uh, without scolding them without saying no don't do that you just uh take their attention elsewhere and it always works it always works when you force free positive reinforcement is the best way to train a cat or a dog without yelling at them raising your own Uh blood pressure getting all that cortisol running through your body just simply distract them and that's what i learned from spirit is how to work with other human and (laughs) creatures and non-human beings i mean he really taught me that Well, what works for one will work for the other. Before we go, share with us a pearl of wisdom that you would like to leave with us regarding Spirit the Cat. Well, I'd like to just encourage people to fill their heart with animals that need homes. There are so many animals out there that need homes. Spay and neuter both cats and dogs when you have the opportunity help the animal kingdom they are suffering like you wouldn't believe so if you have room in your heart please adopt a rescue cat or dog and give them a home because you are the one who's going to be rewarded the most amen to that but um, make sure that you want the animal because it's like having a child okay and some people don't understand that so truly make sure that you truly want you know this being in your space and you will be rewarded you know many 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 times over well cat thank you so much for being with us today and talking about spirit the cat thank you monique it's always a joy to be on the air with you and thank you for supporting spirit he appreciates it very much and uh and we both do and so does kitty bungalow charm school for wayward cats because they benefit from the purchase of this book it can be you can find it on amazon uh and it's called my first autobiography from street life to the sweet life by spirit the cat please buy it enjoy it Yes, please do. And uh, remember, folks, that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of, you know, adopting a pet, a kitty, a doggy, a ferret, whatever it is, you know, um, make that masterful choice and uh, give a wonderful home to a wonderful animal. Abundant blessings, light and love to all. Agape.